Okay, everybody, I'm back. And today, I'm going to talk about something I don't think I've ever really talked about. What do patents cost? How expensive are patents? Wow. Um, that's a very interesting topic, and I'm going to give you a lot of information here on maybe things to be aware of, how to reduce some cost, but really give you a big picture of the whole process a little bit. Okay, first of all, you always have a couple different options, and I like patents. I'm a big patent holder of over 20 patents, and, and I've defended my patents in federal court. Uh, I like patents. I don't think you need a patent on every idea that you have, but when you decide that you have an idea that should be patented, the first step is to file a, a provisional patent application, in my opinion. Now, realize I'm not going to give you legal advice because I'm not a patent attorney, but I'm going to give you business advice on what you should do. So for me, this is what I do. If I have an idea that I think that warrants to file a patent, that maybe having a patent gives uh, would 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 give me some benefits, maybe from protection, maybe it's easy to license it, maybe I'm working with a large company, uh, maybe I want to raise money, but I, I want a patent. So I make that determination. But first, uh, before I file a non-provisional patent application, I'm going to file a provisional patent application. It's called a PPA. And that's really kind of inexpensive to do. Um, you could do it yourself, which I do, because I think I know how to write these you know, pretty damn, pretty darn well. Um, or you could hire a patent attorney or patent agent to write one for you. Regardless, you have to do a lot of the homework yourself to really do it right. And, and I'm going to talk more about how to do it right. But what does that cost? Because this video is all about what, what do patents cost and are they expensive? Yeah, they are really expensive. And there's things that you can do to reduce some of that cost. So one of the things you can do to reduce that cost, learn how to file a provisional patent application yourself. And guess what? If you do it right and learn how to do it, not only will you save yourself money, but you'll probably do a better job. All right. So that's really the first step. And that, that first step you can do um, we help people do it at EventRight. We have a, a program called Smart IP, which is designed um, to, to make sure you do it and do it in such a way that it really has value. But what I like about it, it gives you one year of patent protection. You can you, patent pending status. You could put patent pending on your sell sheet, your marketing material, or even your prototypes. So it's a great first step. It's not an expensive step, but it's a first step to test your ideas and see if anybody really wants it. Now, you know, if you're watching this, that my specialty is licensing. And not every company requires a patent to be licensed, but they would like to have the option uh, to maybe file a non-provisional, maybe have you file it, or maybe they file it, and maybe they even pay for it. But So having a, a well-written provisional patent application has huge value, and it's really kind of inexpensive to do Although, if you do it right, it's going to take you some time. Okay, and time is money. All right, but you can do it yourself. All right, so I had this one year. And I determined within that year that, hey, I want to file a non-provisional patent application. And I did a great job with my PPA. And I do want to file for a, a real, you know, a full-blown patent now within that year. And I decided to go forward. Now, here are some options. I do not 
believe you should do it yourself. I know there's a lot of inventors that try to do it themselves. I think that is the biggest mistake you could possibly make. You're trying to reduce some cost. That's not the area to reduce cost. That is really highly specialized. And even though you can do it, I would not recommend it. So here are your options. You could have a patent attorney do it, which I have done many times and I do hire them or a patent agent, I use those guys too because they do a great job, but they only do a good job if you give them the right information. And that's why I, I keep on telling everybody, you can do this, but you have to do it correctly. Okay, so now I have these two options. I could hire a patent attorney, I could hire a patent agent. Now, if I'm going to know that I'm gonna have, I have a big idea and I'm gonna have some problems, um, with maybe people infringing and I'm working with big companies, I might go with a patent attorney. Um, now, if I go with a patent attorney, I have to realize I have a couple choices now. I could do one with the East Coast or West Coast. I could find one in the middle of the state. Um, I don't think I need to find a patent attorney in my hometown. I, when people say I wanna meet with my patent attorney, you could do it over Zoom. I don't think you need to meet with them. Um, in fact, I've been working with one of my patent attorneys for over 20 years. I met with them a few times, but not that many. But realize the patent attorneys on the West Coast are going to be more expensive. Patent attorneys on the East Coast are going to be more expensive. Patent attorneys in the middle of the country are going to be less expensive. Why? Just because of cost of living. Oh, that's really simple. You also have the option to have uh, find a patent attorney that's a solo practitioner. He, you know, he does it himself, maybe has a small office, maybe a couple employees, or you can go with a big firm. <sighs> I could talk forever about going with big firms. I don't think necessarily going with the big firm is going to get you a better patent. I know it's going to cost you more. And in some cases, you're going to not get the quality you really need because they, I think they're going to have an intern write the darn thing and they maybe they just supervise it but they're going to charge you an arm and leg regardless of who you choose you have to manage it yourself you have to make sure you give them the right information you understand their billing structures you have to make sure that they don't overbill you all this kind of great stuff so but overall you can find a great patent attorney in the middle of the state that's a solo practitioner that's probably gonna do all the work themselves and get a great patent out of it if you manage them. Okay, but I do, like I said, I've used my patent attorneys. They're over on the West Coast, Silicon Valley, very expensive, do a great job, but I use them for big projects. Okay, now patent agents. I love patent agents and I use one now. The difference, I believe, from a patent agent and a patent attorney, a patent agent, there's certain things they cannot do and they cannot litigate. But are they qualified? Yeah, they're qualified. And some of those guys are darn good. I use one and the quality is spectacular, but I'm still managing them. Okay, so what about costs? Let's talk about that for a minute. If I use a big firm, and I have used a big firm before, my patents cost about $25,000. That's the whole thing. That's office actions, filing it, doing the drawings, and getting it issued. That's, that's everything is about $25,000. And realize that those patents that I've spent $25,000 on uh, probably have over 25 claims. They're pretty extensive, um, and they're just expensive. Now, I can use a patent agent 
And if I give them the right information, and if I know their work is really good, I can probably get some really good, uh, a very good patent from him, maybe for, you know, I don't know, under $10,000 to say. So that's another option. Once again, you have to find the right guy, a right woman, the right patent agent, and give them the right information, regardless if they're a big firm, mid-sized firm, I don't care where, you have to give them the right information. So, so the range I've seen from a good patent is anywhere from $10,000 to $25,000, pretty big range. But realize, you have to ask them their billing process. How do they bill? Um, what's included, but make sure you understand how they work. Make sure you understand it includes office actions. Sometimes they don't tell you that. You find out later, once you've paid them a lot of money, the USPTO, you have to deal with the USPTO rejecting your claims, and you have to have them write a response. And if they don't disclose that, that's a shame on them for not doing that because that gets really expensive. Heck, you could spend two to $3,000 on each office action, and that could be three office actions, so you could spend an extra seven to $8,000 just replaying back to the USPTO once you've actually filed your patent. Okay, so getting back to the cost of filing a patent. I said at the very beginning, uh, filing provisional patent applications is not very expensive, but once you file that non-provisional uh, application, it gets expensive. So you have a couple different options, but the range is from 10,000 to 25,000. Uh, you can work with someone local. I don't think it's necessary. Necess necessary. You can work for someone East Coast, West Coast, middle of the country. Find, but find someone that has a good reputation. Find someone that has had quite a few patents issued and you can ask them, you know, how many patents have you got issued? Ask them what they specialize in and maybe read a couple of their patents and make sure you can really understand it. I would also do this. Ask them their policy when there is an office action. How do they feel about interviews? I believe, like I said, those interviews, those office actions that you have to reply back when the USPTO gets your application and starts to find that prior art and starts to say why, this, why your patent should not be issued, you've got to reply back. I like patent attorneys or patent agents that conduct interviews with the patent examiner. It's a way to reduce some cost. It's a way to get that patent issued. It's having a conversation, conversation with that patent examiner. Not all patent attorneys like to do that because it takes a certain skill. It takes a certain bedside manner. It takes soft, soft skills to be able to do that great. So anyway, this video hopefully has been helpful. There's a full range. You do your homework. If you need more help in determining what to do next, or if you want some help with writing your provisional patent application, please contact us down below. We have a lot of experience doing that. If you want any recommendations of who to work with from patent attorneys, we can help you with that too. This is Stephen Key. Thank you for watching this video. Be smart, be frugal, and get the patent you truly need, and make sure that when you do file for that patent, there's a reason why you're there's a reason why you're filing it because they are expensive and you want to do it right. Stephen Key, subscribe down below. Thank you for watching this video.